in preparing for this message, uh, I kind of, Lord, what do you want me to say? And he led me to John chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. If you're familiar with any of that, uh, you'll know it's that of the perfume being poured out on Jesus' feet. Wow. So I'm going to read that scripture. It goes, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Herod, a dinner was given to, in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was amongst those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And I read that scripture and I was like, that can't just be it. It can't be the only thing that happened. So we have to go back to John chapter 11 to actually get the crux of why did Mary really do this? And uh, John chapter 11 is a story of uh, Jesus is somewhere else ministering and, and word gets to him and says, your friend Lazarus has died. And if we re understand scripture, Mary and Martha were Lazarus' sisters. And Jesus says, oh, he won't die, he's just asleep and uh, the disciples are confused and we then see uh, two, four days later, Jesus arrives in Bethany and uh, Lazarus is in the tomb and uh, Martha meets Jesus at the outside of Bethany. Mary hears about it while she's busy with a bunch of Jewish leaders, runs towards Jesus, this devotion to get to him and say, our brother has died, why weren't you here? He said, don't worry. And uh, we know the story where Lazarus gets raised from the dead. There are three times in the gospel of, or in the gospels or the gospel of John that we see Mary being mentioned. The one where she pours the perfume, uh, the one where she's running towards Jesus, and the other time when she's sitting at Jesus' feet and Martha gets a little bit grumpy and says, why can't she sit enough to serve? And I look at that and I try and understand what, she gets mentioned three times, not many people get mentioned three times in scripture, so there must be some importance of it. And I'm trying to figure out why would she go to this extent, because in Jewish culture, a woman doesn't drop her hair. Uh, it's, it's not right for her to drop her hair, number one. Number two, it's that of a slave servant that goes down to the feet of someone and washes their feet. Uh, when they enter the house, a, a bit of oil gets put on their head and their, ha their feet get washed with water. Why, why are you going to this extent? It talks about the, the perfume or the nard being a year's amount of money. That's a lot of money, even in those times. And I got to this, and I, I, was, I was pondering on it this uh, the last few days, and I was thinking, to me, it's that moment when the inside of my uttermost being is so filled up that, that there's this outpouring of gratitude. I try to paint this picture in my head of the, 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 in this room, Lazarus has just been raised from the dead, they say, a few days before that, because it, the Bible says it's a few days before Passover, but it means it's a few days before Jesus dies, uh, and there's this excitement because something has been done, and I'm sure she couldn't contain herself, she gets to the front door, there are people celebrating, and, and this overwhelming sense of the Spirit just comes up upon her, and she pours out. She gets to a place of devotion. That she, uh, the Bible says that the, uh, and there's commentaries that give references that this, this aroma of this perfume that she poured out, they said it could have been in Simon the lepers. Now Simon would refer to the fact that they could smell this aroma on her for days to come. But the outpouring act of the kneeling down, the getting close to his feet and, and pouring everything of her heart, her emotions, her expressions, everything and then putting her hair down, sacrificially putting her hair down, 
at all costs, going against what culture says she must do, or the rules that they've said that she has to do. And she does that, and she unpacks herself. She gives of herself, and she pours that out onto the feet of Jesus. That perfume only happens when you die. And these, these words being shouted from the side saying, what about the poor? What about all that money wasted? We could have used it so much better. But the devotion that Mary showed in that moment was, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what it does. And I found this quote of Spurgeon that says, it was very costly, but had no cost, but had not cost a penny too much now that it could be used upon him. There was a pound of it, but there was none too much for him. It was very sweet, but none too sweet for him. And I'm, I want to ask us as a church this morning, as we go into the season of, of Christmas and we celebrate, oh come let us adore him. Are we a Mary? Are we going to be that of a people totally and utterly devoted to the one? Maybe go back to a moment in your life where something has happened, where God had encountered you and, and captivated your heart. You got to the point that this, there was this overflow of gratitude that came into your heart where you were, all you want to do is kneel at his feet. All you want to do is pour out your gratitude. And in this, we see, I've read so many different commentaries of what they said about Mary, and they were saying there was something about Mary that when she was with Jesus, she was one of the only ones that could see where he was, the crucifixion. Why? They said because she was listening so intensively to what he was saying while the disciples were trying to figure out who's going to be the top one. Who's going to be the one that's going to get the best honor. Mary was sitting there at the feet of Jesus just listening to the kingdom of God coming. Listening to the sweet and powerful words of our king. Are we those people? Are we going to be those people that are going to sit at his feet and say, I want to just hear the voice of heaven speak over me, instead of worrying about what I'm going to do. Worrying about the world, what the encounter the world's going to give me. Worrying what position. Oh, did the bride happen? <laughs> what Dominique said just now. Or did he preach? Did he, did he not? So as we go into this time of celebration, of the coming of this great king, I pray that we get to that space, that place of, of kneeling. Going against what culture says we must do. Bringing our hair down and washing the feet of Jesus. Sacrificially. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today, God. I thank you that you are the one and only king. You're seated on your throne, high and lifted up. And as we sang this morning, worthy, worthy, worthy. Until that day when we get into heaven and we see your throne, we're going to sing worthy, worthy, worthy. As Mary did when she sat at your feet, washing your, the perfume at your feet. I can only imagine her heart going, worthy, worthy, worthy is the one. So Lord Jesus, I pray that as we go into this next week, as we go into the season of Christmas, that you would draw near to us, Emmanuel. That you come close to our hearts. You captivate our hearts, God. That you show us glimpses of heaven. Father, I pray that there are people in this room this morning that haven't had an encounter with you. I pray that your spirit would come right now. In the mighty name of Jesus and captivate hearts. Mend hearts that are broken. Maybe let's stand. Maybe you, you came here this morning and you had a rough week or things that happened that are completely out of control. 
Put yourself in Mary's shoes. Five days, six days, four days before she poured out this very expensive offering, her brother was lying in a tomb. He didn't know what to do. He was dead. There was deep hurt and sorrow. It's the only place in Scripture we have the shortest verse where it says Jesus wept. He wept for his friend. He weeps for every one of us. Each one of us are Lazarus to him. So as, our, as we stand in this space, I want to pray for you just quickly. Father, I pray this morning that if there's moments or areas in our hearts that we feel like we cannot take more, we cannot go further. The people in this room, Father, I pray that the light of heaven will shine upon them right now. That the resurrecting power of your Holy Spirit will infiltrate their hearts, God. And you'll bring a newness. You'll bring great courage, God. I pray that you meet them now in Jesus' name. Amen.